Hello, welcome to Momming on the Go. This is Rachel. Today I have with me a very special person who I have known for about 20 years. Her name is Megan White. Megan, welcome. Can Thank you, you tell me, Can you tell me a little bit about yourself, what you want us to know about you? Sure. So as Rachel said, I'm Megan White, and I first met Rachel um, around 2001, I guess, 2002. My husband uh, was a youth pastor, and um, I have been married to Bill since 2001. We actually just had our 19th anniversary earlier this week, and we have three kids. Autumn is 16. Eli is 13, and Abe is 9. Um, as I said, my husband was a youth pastor for about 11 years in Colorado for six years, and then um, about five years in Illinois. And then he became an associate pastor for a couple years and was more over things like missions and serving in the church. And then we uh, moved to another small town in Illinois where he was the senior solo pastor for about three and a half years, and then we just a year and a half ago moved to Arizona where we're doing a church plant with the Evangelical Free Church of America. So again, he's kind of the senior pastor, solo pastor, church planner, whatever you want to call it. Um, I myself work as a, kind of a front desk person at an independent living facility for seniors. That's why I stayed home for a lot of years with my kids, but in the last few years have kind of gone back to work, um, first in social work, doing social services for seniors in Illinois. And now when we moved to Arizona, I've just been, I just kind of found a job recently. It took a little longer with COVID and everything <laughs> to find a job. And I um, am just working part-time and really enjoying that. And that's kind of the basics about me. That's pretty cool. Thank you for sharing that, Megan. Yeah. Um, what would you say are some of the best and maybe some of the hardest things about being a pastor's wife and mom, especially during the busy seasons like Christmas? I would say there, first of all, are a lot of great things about being uh, a pastor's wife. I think it's easy sometimes to focus on some of the hard things, and there definitely are those. But I think there's a lot of great things, too. Um, I've been able to see, you know, over the last 18-ish years of, of being married to a pastor, just the generosity of people. Um, we've had people that have just poured into our lives and our kids' lives, you know, both financially and the resources that they have. Um, also, just with prayer, we've had some different times where, like, our oldest had to have kind of a surprise uh, surgery that we weren't expecting. And I just remember feeling, you know, just the prayers of so many people, both at our current church, but just all the churches we had, the couple other churches we had been at, um, just really lifting us up, caring about her. And I just am so grateful that my kids literally have people all over the country that love them and pray for them and care for them really well. Um, I also think that you know, it's wonderful being in ministry, being able to, you know, it's my husband's job to to equip, you know, people to do the work of God's kingdom. And I think it's a really big blessing to be able to be 
part of that firsthand. And I think that it's a really big blessing, hard sometimes, but also a blessing just to be able to share with people, you know, in their joys and in their sorrows and walk alongside people as they, you know, grow in their relationship with the Lord. And especially all the years we spent in youth ministry, it's really neat to see people like Rachel doing this podcast, but just, you know, kids that are now adults that are involved in missions or ministry or just loving their families well in the secular world and making a difference. And I just think that's a a really big blessing. And I'm super thankful that, you know, God has allowed us to be part of that. Uh, So now I guess the hard side of things, (laughs) Um, I would just say that, you know, especially this would, I guess, be more of a holiday thing, you know, our lives are busy, just like everybody else's are around the holidays. I feel like this year is a little different with COVID and different things going on. But in the regular world, you know, I'm trying to balance kids' school Christmas programs and school parties and holiday shopping and, you know, this tradition and that tradition. And then on top of that, it's a really busy time for Bill and for uh, the church planning you know, maybe extra services, just trying to really prepare well. You get people that only really come to church on the holidays, so you want to be really sure that the gospel is, you know, given really clearly. And so I just think he's extra busy, and I feel like a lot of times we come under spiritual attack around the holidays, whether that's Christmas, Easter, whatever. I feel like if Satan can get a foothold in in our, our marriage or in our family, it makes um, bill in the church less effective. And um, so I just feel like that can be really hard, especially around the holidays. And sometimes I feel like I am a single parent because I have to pick up a little more of the slack because he is busier with with church stuff. And that's that's okay. My kids are getting older, so I don't have as much of that. But I feel like that was the case a lot more when they were younger. Other things that are difficult that don't really have anything to do with Christmas, I guess, is just feeling like your family is kind of the whole analogy of living in a fishbowl or just that people are watching can be hard. And, you know, especially with your kids, my kids are probably, you know, the people I'm most sensitive about and care about. And, you know, just like everybody else's kids, they have a sin nature and they're working out their faith and, um, and it doesn't always look pretty. And so feeling like maybe that people are watching them closer, especially when we lived in a really small town and it was like everyone knew that their dad was the pastor and stuff was was hard at times. I feel like there's also a side of things like I'm extremely careful when you're in ministry. I'm extremely careful about anything that I might put on social media and how that, you know, I feel like anything I say you know, could reflect upon Bill or reflect upon the church or just different things like that that maybe people don't think about that I I feel like, you know, kind of jokingly, but anything you say or do can and will be used against you kind of feels true sometimes. And so I just feel like I have to be really protective of some of the choices I make. It can also be difficult when people are critical of your spouse. That kind of comes with anybody that's in leadership. That's kind of, I guess, the some of the pros and and cons that I would say come to mind. Thank you for sharing that. Do you have any 
encouragement for younger pastors' lives who are trying to figure out how to navigate being a pastor's life and a mom? Sure. Um, I think the biggest thing I would say, and not honestly, I mean, definitely to pastor's wife, uh, but also to all young moms is just know your limits. You can't do everything. And you might feel sometimes like people want you to do everything. And sometimes I think that may be true. But sometimes I also think we perceive it and put it more on ourselves than actually anyone else is really uh, putting on us. And so I would just say, you know, know your limits, know the Uh, the things that are important to you, especially at times like this, like Christmas. I have felt in the past like people have looked at me like as pastor's wife, you know, with young kids, like, do you do Santa? Do you do Elf on the Shelf? Do you do a Jesse tree? You know, these different um, holiday traditions and, you know, kind of looking for approval one way or the other. And I've kind of found like, you just have to do what, what works for you or what works for your family. I didn't mention this when I was telling about myself, but I'm the youngest of five kids. And so I think by the time I came along, we didn't really do a lot of Santa in my family growing up, just I think because my parents were kind of done with it or my older siblings probably told me, you know, early on or whatever the case may be. So it just wasn't something that was a big part of my childhood. And so I didn't do a whole lot of that with my kids and the concept of that elf on a shelf and having to move this elf around sounded really exhausting to me, (laughs) like something I didn't want to do. But none of it was because I had any kind of like moral conviction against either of them. So I have found in the past, like as a pastor's wife, that maybe people are like, oh, do you do Santa? Do you not do Santa? You know, those kind of things. And I think that you should just, you know, pray with your spouse and do what you feel you know, is the right thing and not worry about what someone else is, is doing or has chosen. So that was, those are kind of things I would say to like a young pastor's wife, take some of that pressure off yourself and just find a couple traditions that work for you and your family, especially around the holidays when things are busy. When my kids were little, I didn't really serve in the church all that much. I kind of felt like my service to the church was taking care of my family and taking care of my kids, especially on Sunday mornings. Like I pretty much did completely everything. Uh, So Bill could go to church and not have to worry about it and not have, you know, be thinking about that side of things. And he was free to do what he needed to do. And um, I wasn't necessarily when I had three young kids, I didn't do a lot of service in the church, but I just kind of had to come to a place where I was okay with that and know, know what I could handle. And, you know, that might be totally different for you, but I just think you need to find what works for your family and be comfortable with that. You know, I think it's really important for a young pastor's wife to have a couple really close friends that have absolutely nothing to do with your church. (laughs) Maybe don't even live close to you. And I just think that's true because there are going to be times when you're hurt by someone or something in the church and you just you know, need a safe place to share that hurt, not to gossip, not to go on and on, but just, you know, to kind of process that. And it's not something that you'd want to do with somebody that is involved in your church. You know, even if you didn't mention names, they, you know, people then would start to wonder or question or think or this or that. And it's just not something that I think is wise. And I think, you know, sometimes marriage is really, really hard and you need to process those feelings or 
able to safely share like a struggle you're going through and you don't necessarily want to talk to somebody about the struggles you're having with their pastor. I just think there has to be some boundaries sometimes and not in a way that because you're being fake, but just to protect other people and to protect your marriage and to protect your spouse. So um, I think those are, are important things. And I would just say to really uh, protect your marriage, um, make time to spend time with your husband and date them, if you will, and do what you need to do for your marriage. I'm a you know big supporter that there's times in our lives where we need counseling, especially like biblical counseling. And if you have things going on and you need that, like go for it. That's just some of the encouragement or advice I would give to a young pastor's wife, I guess. Thank you for sharing all that. Yeah. Well, to hear your perspective. Yeah, thank you. I am inserting an intermission in Megan's wisdom here because, well, kids need attention. But keep listening. Part two is available now, so you can listen to the whole thing in one day. I am so thankful for Megan's wisdom and the time she took in preparing and sharing what she has learned from life with me. Thank you, Megan. And thank you for listening to Momming on the Go. But don't go away, because part two should start in a few seconds.